0: The pitch to Stanton. Drift there goes. Deep left. It is high. It is as far. That is as God. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, wh- what, did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's at first base. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the radio call last night from some radio station in New York City for Yankees Red Sox the one game play-in game Red Sox win Uh, Giancarlo Stanton annihilated two baseballs off the green monster one of which the entire world thought was wrong including the play-by-play man for Yankees radio right there this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news narratives takes and gambling I'm Nick follow like rate review whatever Download it, undownload it, re-download it, do whatever you need to do. So we're gonna talk about Yankees, Red Sox off the top today. We're gonna talk about um Urban Meyer setting his life on fire on purpose. Maybe? I don't know. And I guess we can talk about um some interesting this some some uh oh, linebacker news. That's right. We have linebacker news. Let's talk about some baseball. This is a big baseball day, let's do some baseball. So the Yankees. Uh, They're one of those things in sports that we can all unanimously agree on that when they lose in a really sad way, it's really great. And the reason that it's great is because in baseball, in professional baseball, there's no salary cap, right? So in professional hockey and professional basketball and in professional football in the United States, there's a salary cap. Each team has a minimum amount of money and a maximum amount of money that they can spend over like an 18 or 26 month period or whatever. And that average balances out. And if they're under, they have to go up and they have to pay more players. And if they're over, they either get taxed or they have to cut players. And it allows this the leagues to be cyclical. It'll, it allows for parity. It also drives up average player salaries while driving down elite player salaries. So in professional baseball, that doesn't exist, which means if you just want to pay people whatever they want, then you do that. So the elite salaries go way up because you want these like nine guys and everybody else's salary. It's also a lot of them get paid way more than they're worth, but a lot of them don't get paid much at all or get a shot. The Yankees and the Red Sox and historically some other teams like the Giants, the Tigers, occasionally the, occasionally the Cardinals and some other teams, they'll go up or down in payroll. But the Yankees, this is the evil empire. They go and buy, they treat your team like a farm team. Well, they bought this pitcher, Garrett Cole, from. I don't know where he was from. I want to say Houston. He was at Pittsburgh for a while and he was really good. But Garrett Cole, it turns out was really good because of the spider tech crap. And if you remember the spider tech situation was this glue is used Coke and like Coca-Cola and other crap to put on their gloves and it glues their fingers to the ball so they can get more spin off of it. Well, that dude on TikTok freaked out about it. And those videos were getting tens of millions of views and so baseball had to stop no more spider tech well after spider tech was kicked out after they couldn't use this substance because it was sort of like an unwritten rule like yeah we know you're doing it but we'll cut we'll crack down on it later well this one guy on tiktok freaked out so then everybody freaked out and then they had to ban it after they banned it garrett cole sucked and the yankees paid him like 320 million dollars over like seven years or something so last night he's pitching for the new york yankees and he blows. He pitched two innings. They pay this dude Darwin James $300 million. Oh, my God, ESPN. Shut up. Have all my tabs. How do they do that? I don't understand how ESPN. What a terrible company. I don't, don't sound rape me. Jesus. Anyways, so they pay Garrett Cole $300 million, and he blows. The, the Red Sox blow it open on him. He gives up a massive home run. I forget who hit the first home run. Doesn't matter. Was it Xander Bogarts, maybe? It was Xander Bogarts. The deepest part of Fenway. <sighs> Just hilarious. So the, and Then the Yankees try to come back. Other things that happened in the game. And this is great. Baseball Twitter gets incredibly mad about base running errors. Aaron Judge, who is really fast in a straight line. He's a tight end. He was supposed to play tight end at UCLA. Um, he beat out the throw to first base. Infield single. Booking it. Like, he clearly beat it. It was awesome. Good for him. Then... Giancarlo Stanton hits another rocket off the monster and, and Judge is legging it from first base and the third base coach sends him. And with a lazy little relay, the Red Sox get him out. So the Yankees are in this hilarious way, these hundreds of millions of dollars they spend on like five guys. Like, we're going to go get your best players. And then they suck. But Giancarlo Stanton, in his defense, he they got him from the Marlins and he uh, spanned out. He hit two rockets off the monster that would have been gone in most parks in professional baseball. And then he hit one out of Fenway. His game was electric. Aaron Judge is really good. But the Yankees traded for this guy, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, he's hitting 198 on the season with like 30 or 40 home runs. Like he if he doesn't hit a home run, he like doesn't touch the baseball. He's so awful at baseball. All he does is hit home runs and they traded for that guy. So then when the Yankees lose just getting big white dudes that can mash home runs. I don't. They suck. And it is just awesome. The Red Sox are annoying, too. They're like, what if the Yankees use, like, analytics and scouting correctly? And they looked pretty good last night. This guy named Nathan Evaldi pitched really well. None of this matters because the winner of this series, and I maybe that'll come back to haunt me, but the Rays are significantly better than both of these teams in the same division. They have youngsters all over the place. Their prospects have been panning out. They are just filthy. They're a filthy, filthy baseball team. And I don't... If the Yankees and Red Sox, and I genuinely believe what's about to come out of my mouth. If they put together an all-star team I, between the Yankees and the Red Sox, I don't think it beats the Rays. I don't. So, another uh, playing game tonight. Let's play a... I wish I could go to Vegas and bet on the over-under. At what point we will see Matthew Stafford in the stands. I don't know who's pitching for the Dodgers. I guess we could figure that out. Let's go... L.A. Dodgers, because you know, I don't know if you knew this. Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw, they were in the same school system in Dallas. How about that? Did you know that? I hadn't heard that. And now Matthew Stafford is in Los Angeles, and Clayton Kershaw also is in Los Angeles. It's it's absolutely incredible. All right, so let's see what the MLB Network has to say. Have I muted this site? Shut up. Okay, you're muted. I just need to mute Google Chrome. Uh, Dodgers, who are we pitching here? Max Scherzer. Oh, damn. This is Max Scherzer versus Adam Wainwright. <laughs> Unbelievable. Other narratives I wanted to touch on for uh, the game last night, just FYI. And you can do this when the Giants play. The Yankees have Anthony Rizzo, and he hit a home run. And the Red Sox have Kyle Schwarber, and he hit home run. And then the Giants have Chris Bryant, and he's really good. So if they do really well, what you can say is, hey, I bet that Schwarber, Rizzo, and Bryant on the same team would be good. (laughs) haha," because they're all former Cubs, and that makes the Cubs really mad and sad, and I think that's funny. So Adam White versus Max Scherzer game starts at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or thereabouts, and I believe it's on TBS. Yes, it is, TBS. And then there's afternoon baseball throughout the week. Um, for the first round of the playoffs, they play afternoon baseball and all these sports teams, all these leagues are absolutely failing by not having afternoon baseball. So this is a good baseball day. I, I get into October baseball because it's what's on. They should do their best to never have games on Friday, or I mean Friday, excuse me, on Sunday or Saturday. Just do their best. Find the lame window of college football and have like one game in that window. That would be my recommendation. So I give a prediction. My official prediction is I think the Chicago White Sox, and I've been on this since May, I think the Chicago White Sox are going to defeat uh, who would be the most cliche, annoying, and boring result. I think the White Sox are going to beat the winner of the game tonight. That's all. I'll go with that. The Dodgers or the Cardinals will go and they'll lose because they're, they're really good organizations. But, you know, the, I think the White Sox are a wagon. So uh, let's go to football. Real quick, let's touch on actual football news before we get into the, the shit show that is Urban Meyer. Excuse my language. Jalen Smith, former linebacker for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Dallas Cowboys selected in the second round of the 2016 NFL draft. He was released by the Cowboys because the Cowboys have absolutely filthy rookie linebackers They're some of the best linebackers in pro football. Micah Parsons was playing the Mike linebacker. And then they were like, Micah, our best defensive end went down. Can you do that? And he was like, I don't know. And then he did. and He was one of the best defensive ends in football. Their other middle linebacker was Jabril Cox. I think Jabril Cox was at North Dakota State or Wyoming, and then he transferred to LSU, where he was the best pass coverage linebacker in the country. They drafted both those guys. Brilliant. They also had Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, who are also brilliant. Those are first and second round draft picks on four different linebackers. So Jalen Smith, he had an injury. His draft stock dropped in a really fundamental time for his growth. He was coached by bad coaches, and he just hasn't developed into someone who sees football the correct way. He is still very athletic, but I feel bad for him. And this is just the take that I have. I think that Jalen Smith is exhibit A for the argument against playing in bowl games if you're a college football player for a good team. Because on a not egregiously dirty play, but a little bit of a feisty dirty play by Joey Bosa, he was pushed at the end of a play and he hyperextended his knee, which can be a life-threatening situation and an amputation situation. But he ends up playing in the NFL, but his draft status dropped. He ended up not making as much money as he could have that that play and his decision to play in that game, I don't know. You, so it cost him somewhere between 8 and $20 million in just straight cash, homie. And now he's out of a job with the Cowboys. And we'll see. I, I, I root for that guy. The other part of the story that's funny, but like in a sad, tragic, funny, but it is funny. Like I, I can't not mention that this is funny. Um, Jalen Smith paid, I want to, let's see if I get this right, like $800,000 of his own money to buy out the number 54 jersey from the Cowboys because he was number nine in high school and number nine at Notre Dame. So he considers himself number nine. So when the NFL changed their jersey numbers, they allowed players to have single digits. Anybody can wear any number now, I believe, except the O-line. I could be wrong. But he wanted to be number nine. Fine, like a lot of players are doing that. I don't think, I think that teams should make players earn single digits. I don't think dudes should just get to do it. I think that they should be earned. Like you have to be good. That's my opinion. But the NFL was like, we can't have two different Jalen Smiths out there. So you need to own all the Jalen Smith number 54 jerseys. And he did. And there were a ton of them because he's a cowboy. Like, like eight hundred grand to buy out those jerseys. And now he played four regular season games for the Cowboys. He did play a lot of snap this year. So yeah, someone's going to snatch him up. He's going to be a, a big free agent. Yesterday was high noon for this Urban Meyer mess. He was grabbing a girl's butt. He was grinding with another girl in an Ohio State pullover. This is what I didn't understand. So that was part of it, but then another thing that happened was when they lost, when the Jaguars lost on Thursday night on the road in Cincinnati, Urban did not go back to Florida with the team. He stayed in Ohio to piss around. Maybe to see family. I wonder if he's got family there, and he's got daughters and whatnot, grandchildren. I don't know. I really don't know what happened, but he stayed there, and then he went out in Jacksonville. So now the Jaguars were forced to issue a statement, quote, This is from owner Shad Khan, who's like a multi-multi-multi-billionaire and owns multiple sports teams and is trying to own like leagues. Quote, I have assessed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. (laughs) Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he would deliver. No one else, no one else is confident that he will deliver because there's a lot more to this than that. Because Urban Meyer said something completely, completely stupid after this. He did suggest that it was his fault because it was his fault. However, he then suggesting that the culture of, oh, excuse me, that's not the quote I want. He then suggested that in order to get the team back on track, it lies with the players. There were players in the locker room leaking things to journalists. Like, at what point should they pay attention to him anymore? If he addresses the team, what do you do? Keep in mind, you make more money than him. Possibly. About a third of the team probably makes more money than him. How can he go to work? It's Tuesday. Yesterday. So the NFL mandates that everybody's off on Tuesday. You are not allowed to be in the facility, I believe, except for training. If you're hurt, you can go in. I want to see what happens today. Um, I suspect very strong. So when, when, when things like this sort of happen, this is the way that owners and teams can get out of contracts. It doesn't happen a lot. It happened with Antonio Brown with the Raiders. And this is a, this is a little loophole. We know more about this with players because there's a union, and that means that a lot of it can be public record. With, with these contracts, there are usually clauses that institute something called conduct detrimental to the team. Now, good lawyers will argue against that, but, but bad lawyers, or like, I guess bad players, you could get mad at them because they're dragging the team down. That usually doesn't work. But with Antonio Brown, he was distracting the team. He wasn't showing up for practice, but then he had all those sexual assault things pop up and he was like really driving a knife into them. So they were able to just be like, cut him for conduct detrimental to the team and not owe him money. For Shot Khan, Urban Meyer has like a seven or eight year contract, and there are whispers that he's like, in not the bottom paid player, or bottom paid coach in the NFL. So Shot Khan would be on the hook for like I would assume around seventy mil or more just in cash that Urban would make. So with Urban's, with Urban's conduct right now, I suspect this is they're telling him this is strike one, but really it's strike three. I th- I suspect, and I, I mean I got this from Reddit and Twitter and comment sections, but I do understand the conduct detrimental to the team thing. If Urban continues to do this and his contract has that clause, they're just going to get rid of him. So the embarrassment of that is so preposterous. Like everybody thought that he was going to force his way out so that he could be the head coach of USC. If you're USC, like... you Can you do this? Because like, look at where he left. Ohio, Ohio State is was fine. They almost won a national championship with the players that he recruited, but... With every passing day, they get a little worse. They look really soft to me. Florida was a mess. I mean, they hired wrong people, but a mess. They have barely crawled out from under that. If you're USC, he's going to slash and burn when he's there. He's going to maybe win you a national championship, but then it's going to get worse. Like, look what he's doing. If you're USC and you see this, he can't be, if that's how he's acting in the NFL, he cannot be out in LA. He can't be in LA forget about any of this other stuff. He can't, like, you can't have him in LA. He cannot have, like, you know he would be good in LA? Like, James Franklin would be good in LA. Lane Kiffin, that guy was a screw-up. Should not have fired that guy. It really is an unbelievable thing. The Onion says it the best, but I don't, like, it's, ever, it's really haunting occasionally. We saw this when Donald Trump was elected president. We've seen this with, with COVID. And now with this Herbert Meyer thing, occasionally their headlines are just not inaccurate. It's not sarcasm. Their headline with Urban Meyer is, Urban Meyer still adjusting to speed of NFL cover-ups. You are not God in the NFL. And it's getting, like yesterday, They said all anyone could talk about. It's dominated the news, this Urban Meyer thing. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I did say that he would be the first coach fired. And then I re- redacted that because I said he would then fake an injury and that Joe Judge would be the first coach, coach fired, and I'm standing by those two things. I don't think I could be more on point with that because he is... He's so in over his head, and he's freaking out about these losses. Like, dude, if you were 500 in the first three years, that is an amazing accomplishment. An absolutely amazing accomplishment. Uh, so when Garrett Cole was caught cheating, the pitcher for the New York Yankees, they interviewed him about it, and they were like, hey, Garrett Cole, tell, tell us about what's going on. And he said this. I don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if... Uh, Do you hear that pause? Listen. I don't, know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To he said, I don't know how to answer that after 13 seconds. Well, you know what, Garrett? If I asked you what the hell happened last night, I feel like that's a pretty good response to that as well. This is interesting to see. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Back and better than ever tomorrow as Baseball Week continues. We'll also take a look at Thursday Night Football. And possible scenarios. With Cincinnati and BYU, are they going to the playoff? No, but maybe. But no. But maybe.